0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right.
2: Hi, I'm Kate Thornton and welcome to Up Close and Socially Distant, a brand new show being launched in lockdown as around the world more than 3 billion people stay home as collectively we try to find and fight our way through the coronavirus pandemic. And every week I'm going to be having video catch-ups with people who are doing whatever they can in whatever unique and special way they can to help us through lockdown, from frontline heroes the lack of protective equipment for the NHS staff. That has
0: been incredibly, I mean, disappointing isn't the right word, is it? It's been devastating. It's like looking down the barrel of a gun and being asked to just casually get on with it.
2: To famous faces,
0: and they were both really very ill, particularly my mum. And it was,
3: it was scary. I don't mind telling you, you know, there were tears shed and I was really like,
4: please, 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 please
2: and the amazing men and women who are launching incredible initiatives simply to help others.
4: Even though there's lots of people out there giving and doing, they're still not getting enough and it's still so important. So I think people need to know that there's still so many people that need it.
2: Now, Beverly Knight has joined over 100 artists to record a cover of the late, great Bill Withers' Lean on Me for the NHS relief campaign, which aims to boost the much-needed morale of our NHS staff, whilst also raising as much money as possible for NHS charities. And she joins me now. Bev, how are you?
3: I am well, thank you, Kate. How are you?
2: I'm good. It was a delight to see you as the final item on News at 10, with the news of this incredible... Venture that you have organized from the comfort of your sofa. Over a hundred artists on one record, all proceeds going to NHS charities. Mm. It was released on the 15th. Tell me how on earth you pulled this together.
3: Well, I can't take all the credit, that's for sure. That's number one. Um, I have to I'll start at the beginning. So we've got um Two brothers, Dominic and Alexander, who um, have a company called Young Guns. And uh, they're used to doing entertainment, you know, providing people like me to sing at different events and that. And they all had a bit of a conflab and thought we could do a single and um, maybe lean on me would be good because um, it's the right message. And um, they then approached me and said, babe, we've had this idea. We want you to kind of anchor it and spearhead it. Would you be up for it? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I'm all over that. No problem. So then it was a race um, to get everybody involved and, you know, get on the phone, pull in favours and send all our recordings off to the studio for them to stitch it all together. And and then to present this. It's incredible. I mean, it's
2: not just you on the record, uh, Joss Stone's on there. Oh, Mark! Tell me who, who the other artists that, that all played a part in this. Of course. So you've
3: mentioned lovely Joss, who um, did her part from Florida, uh, scrabbling around trying to find headphones, which was quite funny. <laughs> um, and then. Um, Omar, who, of course, is right here in London in isolation down here. Um, we've got the lovely Josh Daniel, who was a contestant on X Factor and famously made Simon Cattle cry with his cover of Jealous. Um, we've got the Quartet Escala, um, who are amazing the string quartet we've got the vocal group blake we've got some up-and-coming musicians as well we've got the most gorgeous seven-year-old lad who has just recently recovered from leukemia the nhs literally saved his life a young lad called
2: zach oliver And what you've also done is you've used the footage from what has become the most beautiful moment of everyone's week. Thursday nights, 8 o'clock, we all go out and clap for carers. The video is overlaid with images from across the country Mm. of people showing our appreciation for our NHS heroes. And you owe them so much because a third of your family work for the NHS, but I know your mum and your brother have had a, a really tough time with their own experiences with COVID. Yes. You know, my history with the NHS
3: runs deep, as as you mentioned. Um, My mum, retired nurse, specialised in eyes, worked for the NHS for decades. Um, I have two aunts who work at the local uh, hospital in Wolverhampton. We've got New Cross Hospital. Um, I've got two uncles who work um, as nurses in the mental health um, area of the NHS. And then my sister, who is right at the forefront of it all on NHS 111. So... We have, as a family, a deep connection to the NHS, but we had to call on them to look after mum and my brother, who both came down with what we suspect and what the doctors suspect was COVID-19. And they were both really very ill, particularly my mum. And it was it was scary. I don't mind telling you, you know, there were tears shed and I was really like, please, 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 please. But... um they didn't have to actually get admitted to hospital, I'm thrilled to say, and they were able to go home and um, take their medication at home and recover from home. But it took a long time.
2: And, Bev, your story will mirror so many up and down, not only this country, but countries all over the world. Yeah. So I've really had so many sleepless nights either caring for loved ones, worrying mm-hmm. Um, But you really, I mean, you've got one of the best voices in the country and you've led your voice to this incredible campaign. Um, How can people help and support? Yeah, um,
3: the single will be ready for release this week. Yay. (laughs) So download. um, But right here and right now, you can look at the YouTube of the video that we've put together and all of us recording our parts and everything. Um, And that is NHS Relief forward slash lean on me put that in the search bar and you'll see us all come up and um the video is really moving then underneath all the text you'll find a clickable link to virgin money giving click on that donate whatever whatever you can and i will say that i would never ask people to donate to something that i hadn't first gone out and donated to so you know, I've I've done I've done the, the, the donation bit, which is why I feel comfortable to be able to get to the British public and say, please help if you can.
2: Badly Knight, thank you so much. Don't forget, download it now, Apple or Spotify, wherever it is that you buy your music, and all proceeds going to support those charities affiliated with our brilliant NHS, Beverly Knight. Thank you so much. Dr. Katie Rogerson is working tirelessly on the NHS frontline, treating children and babies in one of the worst hit hospitals in London. She's also a co founder of NHS Million, a non profit campaign which aims to improve care by boosting the morale of NHS staff and highlighting issues they're facing. So Katie, thank you so much for dialling in. Oh, thank you for having us. I know how busy you've been. We've been talking back and forth around your shift patterns. Tell me more about NHS Million and why it was initially first set up.
0: Five years ago, we already were concerned about the well-being of NHS staff and what was happening with them. Around that time, it was junior doctor's contracts and um, nursing bursaries that were being removed and people just weren't really coping with the lack of support shown really by the government. So NHS Million is run by NHS staff who volunteer in their spare time and it exists for different reasons um, to boost morale and basically just to cheer everyone up um, to raise awareness of key things and important things that are happening within the NHS that we think that you need to know about and also we
2: raise awareness of lots of really important petitions and causes now what you're trying to achieve has never been more pertinent we are in the grip of a pandemic tell me about some of the issues that you've been posting about and are coming up against that are prohibiting you from doing your job well and safely so we've all heard
0: about the the PPE or the lack of protective equipment for the NHS staff and that has been incredibly i mean disappointing isn't the right word is it it's been devastating it's like um it's like looking down the barrel of a gun and being asked to just casually get on with it um it it's very much felt like people are having to put their life lives on the line and um really unnecessarily so we are all really proud to do our jobs and we want to do the best by our patients, but we feel that we've been put in a very challenging situation here. It's gradually and intermittently getting better, but it's very much peak, peaks and troughs. So on the news, you'll hear, you know, we've delivered however much to wherever and they're fine. And actually, when you're in that hospital, you're like, no, that's, that's just not what's happening. I'm not fine. I don't have gloves today. I don't have an apron today. Um, I'm I'm taking my pile of masks and I'm giving them to the staff in recess because I know they don't have protection and that's just not good enough and they you know it's it's a it's a killer virus <laughs> um that's all you need to say about it isn't it really um even myself I mean I'm I would say I'm in a lower risk area for most of the time but even for me you know it's just I go to reach for something and it's just not there and it's for different reasons there is the government um The fact that we weren't prepared there is that aspect and that it's been very difficult for them to reach everybody sadly it's also been things like people stealing from hospitals
2: stealing from a hospital at a time like this my goodness I understand that they're
0: scared but we have to get these public health messages out there and we have to encourage people to just be a little bit calmer and more properly assess the situation before they do things like take a box of gloves from a hospital because actually you don't you don't need those gloves and someone on the front line really they really really do
2: good hand washing is key let's talk about what you do day to day as a, as a pediatric doctor so you're looking after children and you're I mean, COVID-19, we spend so much time talking about end of life, but you are working with people at the beginning of bringing new life into this world. What's it like to having a baby in hospital right now with the restrictions that sit around this pandemic?
0: you still having these gorgeous, tiny people being born and still getting to give them to their families and saying congratulations. But it is it, it is really tough on the mums and the dads who are in. Um, they you, you can be there with your birth partner and we will make it as normal as we can often after the initial part sometimes the birth partners have to leave the hospital there's different things for if mums are covid positive or if mums are not covid positive but essentially we'll be trying to leave you with your baby yeah it's still a safe place to be people are quite scared of hospitals which brings me on to the children's side um as you know kids actually basically do very well if they get covid um It doesn't affect them so much, but what does affect them is everything else that is still happening. All other illnesses don't go away just because we've got a pandemic, but our children's wards are empty. Why? I think it's a few reasons. I think parents are trying to do the right thing and not coming to hospital unless they need to. They are worried about their child and themselves um, contracting. Uh, COVID when they come into the hospital. They're worried about being separated from their child if they come into the hospital. So I really want to reassure everybody that we have the teams there, we're ready, we will keep you safe, we will wash our hands, we will wear our gear to protect you, but you need to bring your children into us if you're worried. There's also 111, there's also lots of GPs. We're all worried about what's happened to these people that are normally absolutely desperate for our services. We know that things like child abuse are going will be going up in the home. We know that um, lots of other things. We just, we're here, we are still here, and we want you to use us. It's not all about COVID. It's about everything else as well. And the NHS is also here for you, whatever your reasons.
2: Katie, what you're telling me is, uh, that, that just as a mother fills me with dread, is that you've got empty children's wards right now. That means people aren't presenting their children for care because they're afraid of the hospital environment. But that's surely going to have an impact on, on the, the level of treatment you can get give them when they do get there. I, I mean, is, is this actually in some ways... Costing young lives? Obviously, I am bound by patient confidentiality,
0: but I can tell you that I've witnessed firsthand that this has cost lives. Um we need to get this message out. People need to bring their children to us if they're worried. I even feel quite um emotional talking about it.
2: Um, so do I.
0: It's really terrifying.
2: Something you touched on there that I really wanted to um to, to, to discuss a little further with you was child abuse because.
0: Yeah. I know that
2: most children that are, are seen by doctors uh, who are the victims of abuse, that flag is raised by the people that look after them in school, and school is not in at the moment, school is out. What's happening to those kids? Sadly,
0: sadly, my, my guess is as good as yours. I mean, again, on the child protection side, things are a lot quieter. I've spoken to my various colleagues, and they are still coming into work for those cases. They're, they are keeping the child protection side of things open, but again, the appointments have dropped off. There's children, it's the same with domestic abuse. There's people who are behind those closed doors who are having an absolutely terrifying time. There's children who are not eating because there's children that only eat at school. And, you know, there's massive amounts of poverty that if you're kind of a normal person on the street, you probably don't appreciate actually goes on. And you probably don't appreciate the scale of it. Um mm. And the schools do pick up a lot. Those school teachers, I'm just going to give a little shout out to them, are absolutely incredible. The things that they pick up and send to us on the child health side, they really do look out for your kids. Um, now we've got to try and do that in a different way. We've got to listen out for our neighbours, have a high index of suspicion. It's not that, you know, of course not everybody's doing awful things behind closed doors, but but some really are. and, um, yeah. And we just have to be aware of that when you're at home being fantastic i don't want anyone to be feeling guilty about staying home because that's what we want you to do and we actually love you for it but that's your other job look look after the vulnerable and look after the little kids and you have to be our eyes and our ears
2: because obviously they're not coming to us via the normal routes and if people are concerned about children that they fear are not getting the care or are being um are, are victims of abuse how can they raise that flag Under lockdown.
0: Um, they could still I mean if you're very, very worried about anything health wise or um you know, safety wise, it would still be nine nine nine. We don't want people to go all like crazy vigilante because that doesn't help either. Um but we just want people to actually be aware that this is an issue and that some people are gonna be having a terrible much worse than than you or me or anyone else time. And we need to we need to remember them at all at all points.
2: I've been following your work for a long time now. What you do is is, is amazing. You shouldn't have to ask for any of this. And I, I, I feel terrible that you even do. But more than anything, I feel unending gratitude for the men and women like you that are keeping us um, safe at the moment. Please, please, please stay interested in the
0: NHS after this pandemic because we really need you all to be invested in our NHS. And we aren't superheroes, but we are very proud to do our jobs. And it's an absolute privilege to to look after you all. It really is. It's the best job in the world.
2: You are wonderful. And and thank you for talking to me. And I I hope that a lot of good comes from from people watching this interview today. Thank you. One thing I think we can guarantee is our NHS will not be allowed to remain underfunded for very much longer. Thank goodness. Uh, But let's understand how we can help to continue, rebuild it, make it stronger and keep it as one of the the greatest assets we have here in the UK. God bless you and stay safe. Thank you.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
2: Jo Hart, along with her friend Alison Martin and her brother Andrew Hart, is raising money to supply hot, nutritious food from independent restaurant Bite Me Burgers to those who really need it most. And they were one of the first initiatives to get hot meals to our army of NHS heroes and have so far fed thousands and thousands of them, delivering straight to the hospital door and are now expanding uh, and also feeding staff in care homes and hospices. So, Jo, thank you so much for joining me. Oh,
4: thank you for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it.
2: So tell me more about how Bite Me Burgers is helping and, and how it started and grown. When
4: it all first started, the virus kicking in in other countries and things, and they were getting ready at the hospitals. I saw a few people posting on Facebook that their relatives were at uh, hospitals and they weren't getting food. And um, we, um, Bite Me Burgers is just in Chalk Farm, so it's literally... Five minutes from the Royal Free,
2: literally around the corner. Yeah. yeah.
4: So I suggested to my brother, who's got a burger, um, burger restaurant, and um, I said, "Listen, why don't we just? I'll give you some money towards it. Why don't we just go and get some food up to the Royal Free because it seems that they really do need it." So we started. He got some food up there, um, and then from then it just kind of spiraled. There's a selection that he does, and they're just easy to eat if they're especially nurses and doctors who are on the run and they've yeah. got literally a minute. They can stuff themselves with these burgers and it kind of expanded. They had friends at other hospitals and he started getting calls from like Charing Cross and St Bart's and Great Ormond Street, Camberwell, uh, St Mary's. He goes over to Whips Cross, Queens and King right. George's in Essex. And he's actually been doing it all himself. He's what he's been doing is he's been picking up his staff so they don't have to get transport, so there's no contamination on them, and because they're a bit nervous as well coming in. So yeah. he starts to say picking them up, then bringing them back to the restaurant. They cook the food, and then he personally goes out and delivers. And he started kind of building up really lovely friendships with a lot of the doctors and nurses. And. There's more and more and the security feeds, the reception staff and they just love it.
2: You can really see it, Joe, as well, because you've been uploading videos onto your social
4: media yes. as people who have donated to you. And in each burger you're making it a cost of one pound fifty, is that right? That's correct. That covers that covers the preparation, the delivery, the Petrol costs and 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 all the stock, basically, yeah. And then you see, you know, in the first
2: instance, the doctors and nurses were so bowled over by just the thought, yes, uh, behind this initiative. Yeah. And obviously, lots more people have followed where you've led, but that's given you a chance then um, to to expand this out. But I, I think a lot of people are, are not fully grasping what it is that's preventing NHS staff um, from getting. Uh, access to food easily mm. what are the barriers that are getting in their way
4: well a lot of the shops are closed a lot of the places are closed around them um, and second well the main thing really is they don't want to leave the hospital because if they leave the hospital they mm. can contaminate people on the outside by going out but they also don't want to bring it back into the, the patients and the other doctors and everyone so by giving the food it means that they don't have to come out they don't have to go and get their money out and pay or whatever they can just just carry on doing what they need to do, which is so crucial. Yeah. So they're giving them a bit of energy to to carry on um, with with doing what they're doing and enabling them to do that as well. We're doing to maternity wards, you know. The Salvation Army now have asked to ask care homes. I mean, they're they're really struggling.
2: Yeah, and again, it's the same problem, isn't it? Care homes and hospices as mm-hmm. well. They've been severely hit by COVID nineteen. And is it the same rules that apply to NHS staff? They don't necessarily want to leave the home. We're seeing news reports of care workers living in the homes now. So they don't want to go out to contaminate, but they still need, you know, they need fuel to keep
4: going. Yeah. I mean, obviously they've got a kitchen there, but they still need the food to be brought to them so they can, they don't have to go out and, because and, obviously they're much more vulnerable as well, being older, having older people in these care homes so it's really yeah. really important so we're starting to get to them more as well
2: so so far you've fed over 20,000 burgers yes. to those that really need them you are doing so much to help joe how can we help how can people watching help and um
4: where where does their help go? So basically, as we say, uh, Andrew's not taking any money. He's just covering his costs, and each burger costs one pound fifty to make. So every penny helps. So if someone wants to put one pound fifty in, it doesn't matter if they want to put fifty p in, it doesn't matter. Just anything. And we've got a website that um, a just giving page that we'd love people to go to and just give anything because you know um, there's still even though there's lots of people out there giving and doing they're still not getting enough and it's still so important so I think people need to know that there's so many charities and there's lots of artists bringing out songs and which is incredible incredible but there's still so many people that need it so please don't think that oh this because there's so many charities now oh, I don't need to give you really do because it, it does help and it just We can continue giving those burgers We're only a small operation So we haven't got any big names Or any big people behind it um, To do this So um, we just need as much as we can That Andrew can keep going to the hospitals And giving them burgers The worst of times brings out the best in people And
2: you guys are the very best of people Uh Thank you Joe. Thank you so much For doing all that you can And continued success in making sure that That you get that food to the people that really need it most
4: we will and thank you and stay safe everybody and stay in yes help the nhs and we will get through this
2: we will i'm wearing my rainbow with pride absolutely thanks joe
4: thank you a huge thanks to all of my guests today and
2: do join me next week when I'll be talking to more incredible men and women doing all they can to help us get through this pandemic and don't forget if you know of someone doing something that really is helping then do let us know it will shine a light on their work and help raise their profiles all you need to do is drop us a tweet at Yahoo UK using the hashtag #upcloseandsociallydistant. and socially distant and don't forget please like us subscribe to us and hit that notification bell so that 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 every time a new episode drops, you're the first to know. Thanks for watching. Stay safe.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.